Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and a pleasant solstice to all of you who are listening to us. Uh, this is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm doing the show with my boon companions and comrades in the struggle, <laughs> John and Sue. <laughs> what do you mean we? <laughs> what? Just look, you know, when I get hauled in front of the House on American Activities Committee, I just want you guys coming with me, you know? <laughs> do, you, do you really think that I would not be there already? <laughs> I, I, I'd be sure. turning people in. Belt, That's belt what and I suspenders. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, Sue. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh. That is a terrible thing to say. Oh, my God. Sorry. You know, Sue, I'm told. Happen, but I, I, know I'm, you, I know that's what you think of me. So. I, no, well, it you, wasn't but, actually. I, I, no, but oh, our listeners. listeners. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I hope not. They hear Republican. They think, you know, McCarthy. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, well, sure. But I mean, in those good old days, plenty of those jerks were Democrats, too. So, yeah, I mean, you know. it's true. Also, in those good old days, the Democrats were the Republicans. <laughs> well, oh, good point. You know, certainly like, you know, your 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 Jesse Helmses and your Strom Thurmonds were yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, was it the forties? Fifties? Fifties. Forties and well I, there were hearings, 54, I think, even 54. in the forties, but yeah, the McCarthy Army McCarthy hearings were fifty four. Right, right. So yeah. yeah. I barely uh, remember them. One good old days. One good docs deserves another. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so, guys. well, and we do want to talk about uh, some current events, but, but I just want to mention to our listeners, uh, we're recording this on the winter solstice of uh, 2023. Woohoo. Woohoo uh, and boo. Yeah. So, uh, right. It, it, so now the days get longer again and maybe Ugh. the world starts warming up. I'm sorry, genre. Ugh. I know. It didn't even cool down. Your, it we was had a day that was cool 60 today. degrees the other day. That was that's disgusting. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, John, yeah. I'm 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 thinking maybe if we had theme music on this show, your theme music would be like "You're Mr. Cold Miser." Anyway, um, no, it would be uh, <laughs> one step in front of the other. Oh, right, right, very good. <laughs> right off the top of my no i mean of those of that series of the rank and boss movies that would probably that's probably my favorite theme or my yeah. favorite track um banger after banger honestly yeah. uh you know you got uh my meister burger burgermeister that's pretty good yeah um you know and obviously the rudolph like main theme but you got the the one about the the island of misfit toys that's pretty good too um you know, like there's there's a good amount of those rank and boss things, uh, movies like that. I mean, then you get into the Lord of the Rings ones that they made, and that's mm. um, 
they they did a good job take, taking some of Tolkien's stuff and and setting it to music. Anyway, but yeah. we are get, we are getting off off track here. I just was wanted <laughs> to mention that because uh, we do have our own website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com. And if you email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com, you can let us know what you think of us or make suggestions or any of that stuff. And starting in just a couple of weeks in the new year. Uh, we will be airing at 6 p.m. instead of 7, so I'm coming right after Democracy Now! So uh, January 5th, uh, we'll be there at 6 p.m. instead of 7, so please listen to us at the appropriate time. Or catch us as a podcast or download us off the site at your convenience, whatever you want to do. Just, you know, but if you want to get it fresh off the... Uh, uh, Presses? No, not a press, yeah, uh, <laughs> airwaves? Airwaves? Airwaves, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pluck straight from the the vine of discourse. That sounds nice. Anyway, wow, so yeah, as poetic as you as you sounded in a while. Good job. Thank you. I that's I, good. I enjoy waxing lyrical. Um, but speaking of waxing things, the uh, Supreme Court of Colorado seems to have waxed Trump's chances of being on the ballot in that state. Come on. It's not too bad. Uh, Fine. Fine transition. Fine. Um, So the court voted four to three uh, that. uh, All right. So uh, what was it? Three weeks ago, I think the uh, trial court in Colorado uh, held that as a as a matter of fact, after the trial, uh, uh, after hearing the evidence that uh, Donald Trump, uh, when he was president, uh, engaged in insurrection against the United States. But the trial court also held that, according to that judge's ruling of the text in the 14th Amendment, Section 3, right? That holds Section that- Section yep. Yeah, that one cannot uh, be a senator or a representative or an elector or hold any office under the United States uh, if one has one is an insurrectionist. Uh, said like, well, but the presidency is in an office. And uh, that- What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That seemed kind of <laughs> daft. Uh, but, I, you know, when I first heard about it, I, I, we, we mentioned it briefly on here and I was, like, I was like, okay, well, that seems to be what they're saying, but I'm not sure I understood it. But yes, the, uh, the, the, the Supreme Court of Colorado spent over 200 pages basically looking at the whole question and breaking it down and saying, well- if we accept the ruling of the lower court, you know, where where facts are tried out, that in fact, Mr. Trump has engaged in insurrection, then this clause of the 14th Amendment absolutely does apply to him. And I, you know, I find that plausible because it doesn't say that there has to have been like a federal conviction. It doesn't say that they have to be have been impeached, you know, or anything like that. Just like, engaged. Yep. Just engaged. Well, I, I and I yeah. think it's reasonable. I think it's it's reasonable for people to say, well, wait, there should be some kind of trial. You know, like how do we, you know people don't just get to say, oh, he engaged in insurrection, but they're not. They actually had a trial in a state court. So, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, one could argue that that trial is legally one, in, yes. insufficient. Yes. Uh, you, there's all kinds of uh, uh, points one could make <clears throat> uh, against the idea, and some people have, and some of those points might even be decent. I don't know. Um, I haven't read them all, but uh, I think it is it, the 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 
Colorado court itself did uh, acknowledge like, we know that there are a number of matters of first impression. Like we're taking, you know, like we're the first people to like actually take on a case like this and issue a ruling like this. So lots of other courts and jurisdictions will get a chance to to opine on this subject. But, you know, one has to start somewhere. And just facially, like the idea of saying that the that the president of the United States is not an officer of the United States um, doesn't seem like a good argument to me. Um, yeah. yeah. So what do you guys think of this there decision? Other, there have been other states that have tried and they their courts have actually said that it was only a primary. I forget which there's two or three other states that tried to take them off the ballot and they said because it was yeah. a primary that it that it actually won't because that's run by the parties. But yeah. Colorado has a stricter law. So be interesting to see. So I I I think it's a tough ruling. I think I think people will be concerned if judges are taking people off the ballot, even though I agree totally that he's not fit to be president. Right. I, I think that's it. I think nobody's trusting our systems at the moment. Um, John, you laughed at me the other day when I said, you don't trust the courts. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, oh, I man. think, good, good times. I think, well, that, you know, that makes people very nervous. I, I think it's correct. I think that's right way to interpret the Constitution. I think it may go up to the Supreme Court and God knows what they'll do with it. But um, I think it is also tough to be going about it this way. You know, they waited so long to try him, Trump. You know, that yeah. the Department of Justice did not get on it right away. They didn't really get on it until after the January 6th committee. Yeah. It's, yeah, they, they deliberate, but sometimes you can't be as deliberate. But it's, I mean, it really, right at this in the middle point, of this. Yeah. Yep. I mean, at the at this point, the, the Supreme Court made that ruling. They have said that they are withholding, like, they, they that they, they basically stayed have the until, ruling until stayed, January, yes. January 4th, I think. January 4th, is, because that's the day before the deadline to get on the ballot. So if right. there's any appellate court or injunct or whatever has to happen before then, and if it doesn't, then it's going to it's going to fly, and then he won't be on the ballot, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'll have to be a write-in, basically, right. or just say screw Colorado, which he could. I don't yeah. know, like you know, unless it's a really unless it's, it's really close, but um, really depends. Well. well if it's like if it's like last year, gonna... so I'm sorry. If it's like 20, 2020, he won't win Colorado. So not being on the ballot won't matter because yeah. he won't get those electoral delegates anyways. But eh, I'm sorry, Sue. You so go on. So Vivek uh, Ramaswamy has said that he won't mm -hmm. be on the ballot if Trump can't be, um, and also if it's if he's written in, they won't count it. Really? I was wondering if, if the ruling if the if the ruling went that way because it's one thing to say yes. you can't be on the ballot but if if uh, it does seem like the 14th amendment stipulates you cannot serve if you have been if we found you're an insurrectionist yeah. so yeah. yeah so so those so writing him in wouldn't wouldn't make a difference because those votes would be invalid uh if i can read their their ruling uh we conclude that because Please. president trump is disqualified from holding 
the office of president under section three, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the secretary to list president Trump as a candidate on the presidential ballot. Um, this is the course majority, uh, writing in an unsigned opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. Therefore, the secretary may not list President Trump's name on the 2024 presidential primary ballot, nor may she count any write-in votes cast for him. So, yes, I was wrong. Very good, Sue. Oh. Well, look oh, at good. Sue doing the homework <laughs> and 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 knowing the thing I was wondering about. Kudos. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's why Sue I was right and I was wrong. I'm I'm I, I'm good enough to admit when that happens. You know, once a year or so. Um, we all try to we all try to be good to each other so i mean exactly. it is anyway. december you know like it was due right merry christmas too right <laughs> somebody was saying something terrible today i forget what it was and they then they at the end after they said it they said cherry to all and malice to none abraham lincoln <laughs> we could do a lot more of that they were saying something uh, horrible, and then they said malice to none. Charity towards all yeah. and malice towards none. It's from Lincoln's second yeah. inaugural. Great yeah, speech. It was just, it was just, it was sort of a talking head on one of the news shows, and they were, you know, they were getting very, you know, polarized, and everybody was getting horrible. And I thought that was a nice way for the moderator, or whatever it was, you know. The, the moderator said that. Yeah. Oh, that makes more sense. In response to no. this person saying something, something nasty. No, it was it was actually the person saying the nasty thing that then sort of turned and said that, like oh. they caught themselves. I think uh. realizing that they were contributing to, you know, that's one. Anyway, I'm not saying we should. Jerks. I'm not saying we should necessarily murder everyone who's left-handed, but we should definitely <laughs> think about it. But still, with charity I towards mean, all and malice towards none, that's like, um, dude. I've heard they're pretty sinister. <laughs> oh, well, nice. Beat me to it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Trump is probably, I mean, like, uh, we were talking about the Supreme Court, like SCOTUS. Um, they probably will weigh in on this because Trump's Trump just, is gonna cry to them for everything, yeah, for sure. Forever, and they may, um, and they may say it's not in their domain. They might, because they could say, "Well, it belongs to the states." Well, uh, lawsuits then, have been. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, well, they certainly have. I, they have two weeks to get this done because it's uh, January fifth, the day that we will be moving back to six p.m. Uh, is the day that uh, the the ballot has to be done. So like they got to sort it out by yeah. then. So maybe we'll oh, be wow. able to uh, offer a you know an update on that on that show. Who knows? Yeah. But um, the uh, we have a uh, we have twenty five more uh, lawsuits that have been filed in different states. So um, mm. depending on how this shakes out, some of those might shake out too. Uh, I know one wow. creator I was following was like, maybe there'll be a domino effect. No, there's not going to be. I, I highly doubt it. Um, but this is this is a this is an interesting shot ag uh, across the bow for Trump's and candidacy, and it really shows that there are some there there is a like gr people that are grumbling about his candidacy. Um, so you know, I think the do we have any more GOP debates? Not yeah. scheduled. Oh, do we? I, I didn't think any more were scheduled. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's one um, in January. When's the? Uh, I think it's January? the 11th. Just just before the Iowa caucus on the 15th. I don't think it's been totally finalized yet, but I think Iowa is sponsoring a debate mm. of some kind for the GOP. So, um, um, January 10th, 10th or 11th. The it's January the fifth debate. I'm I'm looking on it's it's TBA like so it, it's it might happen January 10th on CNN. Yeah. Uh, then another oh, one on really? the 18th uh, for ABC and WMUR TV, and then on the 21st, CNN. Maybe they they these have been announced, but so next one might be January 10th. So well, you know, Rona Rona McDonald is under a little bit of fire. Who's Rona McDonald again? Keep doing this. Rona McDaniel, the head of the oh. RNC, and she's she's the one who's been sort of holding the line with you have to get this many percent and this much money and you know sort of the, all the stuff. And if you did another debate, they were gonna they were gonna pull the plug on your candidacy. Like uh. if any of the candidates had so, but she's under fire right now because they have an audio a video an audio tape of her and Trump. Um, um, saying that they did to two uh, canvassers in Michigan that if they um, didn't oh. certify the vote, they'd so she may be under a little gun, so they may be able to do some debates that aren't quite to the RNC standard because mm. RNC's been really bossy on what they want for debates. And Ramos mm. um, so, actually tried to get her ousted for, as chair. Yeah, oh, really? When did he do that? Month ago or so, huh. it's that one. I, yep. I did anyway. Yep. Yeah, it's it's um, you know, it's hard for women to be in charge of stuff. There's overwhelming opposition, just like when you're black. Overwhelming. I, Everybody gonna... just gangs up and tries to do you in, like the president of Harvard and MIT and uh, UPenn. It's it's amazing the opposition to people who are not white men. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, it's it's hard for us to sit Some back and, and let other people be in charge, but you know, uh, it's a thing <laughs> I think we should get deserved. used to. Yeah, well, um, there are lots of inadequate white men in positions of power. I can say this because you know, <laughs> I have a mirror. Um, well, so there yeah, you go. <laughs> you know, Harvard Harvard's president is a black woman. She's staying. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, so and good. and it's sometimes you know we'll we'll probably talk about a candidacy of a woman in Long Island later, but yeah, it's 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 very complicated the world right now, and people just pile on. They try and you know you can't even just get anything resolved. Everything gets appealed forty times, and you know they get out the pitchforks and the well, you know, there's the feathers. There's... There's a lot of stuff that's coming to a head at the U.S. Supreme Court, because in addition to this ruling out of Colorado that they're going to have to step lively to enact in time, there's also the issue of, uh, you know, special counsel uh, Jack Smith has basically oh, yes. decided, to, you know, Trump basically sought an interlocutory appeal saying, look, I have absolute immunity as for what I did as president, so – you know, this whole trial is invalid and the district court, uh, Elena Chutkin ruled against him, uh, as she should have, because the idea of like presidents being immune to prosecution for what they did in office is absurd. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, so rather than have it go up the chain as uh, as an, an an appeal, which will just eat up time, he's you know Smith has gone directly to SCOTUS and just said, look, just just rule on this, and I think it'll be interesting to see uh, if they take it because I the I it's a pretty clear case that there's no real basis for it. And I feel comfortable that people like, you know, like John Roberts and, you know, maybe Gorsuch will be like, yeah, we can't. Yeah. This, this is dumb. Um, but they need four justices to actually just vote to take it. And, uh, yeah, I, cause they've voted, they have decided that they're going to look at taking it. Yeah. That they, they did agree to. Right. <laughs> Which is, you know, but like, just take it. <laughs> Well, but I mean, as yeah. it is, there's, there's, you know, uh, Brown, Jackson, uh, uh, Kagan, and uh, Sotomayor, who will almost certainly vote to yes, we should, you know, rule on this appeal and and shoot it all down. Um, but I suppose that the conservatives could all just be like, you know what, if we just let this go, it'll it'll buy Mr. Trump more time. It'll keep dragging this uh, out. Well, that's what the lawyers are trying to do. Court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, but it's, they can go along and the with appeals it. Court, yeah. The appeals court hadn't done a thing until Jack Smith went to the SCOTUS. And then all of a sudden they set a date to hear it. Well, it's the DC <laughs> Circuit. Court. They might have been yeah. like I, the the DC Circuit is almost certainly gonna shoot this shoot this down unless like some I, I unless uh, unless like there's like three people on or you know, like the the three judge panel they get has two Trump loyalists on there, which is not impossible, yeah. but unlikely. Yeah. Well, I, and if they, the mm -hmm. Supreme Court could say, well, we'll just wait three more weeks till they see what they do, and hopefully they'll do it quick, the appeals court. But yeah, Jack Smith is smart. He went right there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very similar to the Nixon question. So it's, yes. yeah, it's got lots of precedent, which is cool. But it's, it's also dicey right. because uh, there's questions about like whether or not. You know, should Clarence Thomas be having anything to do with any of these cases? No. And no. And exactly. <laughs> and more and more like uh, uh, did you guys see the uh, reporting that came out? I think in ProPublica that basically like about 20 years ago, Clarence Thomas was started making noises about how like, you know, I don't feel like I make enough money as a Supreme Court justice. Uh, so I'm thinking about quitting and going into private practice, you know, unless Congress votes me a significant pay raise. And that's when all these billionaires started throwing money at him. Yep. We got to keep our guy on the court. So you know, that is Giuliani incredibly just, corrupt and shady. <laughs> yeah. Well, the timing and the result. Yes. Yeah. Um, Giuliani just filed bankruptcy. You know, he got the, that yeah. decision for 148 million for, um, those two lovely poll workers that their lives were ruined. Yes. Well, so mm -hmm. somebody said today or yesterday, when he filed bankruptcy, he's precluding the ability to make an appeal because you can't put up a bond. You have to put up a bond with this kind of a case for the appeal that covers the amount that's due. It's like a bond for the 148 million. Yeah. If he's declared bankruptcy, he can't produce the bond which he needs in order to make the appeal. So he may not even be able to appeal it, which I think is very funny. That, that he's, he's basically done himself in. That's not so, a shock. And, you know, I understand declaring bankruptcy, but uh, 
you know, these the, like some significant chunk of that $148 million, which is far more than they asked for, are punitive damages. And those cannot yeah. be discharged by bankruptcy. Yeah, in fact, the whole so. thing, right, I think can't be because it was, yeah, I've, I've heard that. The, uh, so. the judge has said that then he needs to pay it immediately. He's ordered immediate payment because he has said out loud that he's going to try to hide his money. Yeah. So the yeah. judge is like, he Probably said this has. out loud. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what'd you say? Yeah, it probably already has, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... I yeah, uh, Rudy Giuliani is. I don't know. I don't think he was ever that that smart a guy, but he really just seems to have just undergone like total well, mental collapse. I think I told you guys that some of the folks in the campaign actually thought that he had Alzheimer's. They were going to make him, I, I think, um, Secretary of State or something, and they didn't. Trump didn't make him because he's he's. I mean. He was a really smart guy. But he he does read to me like someone with vascular dementia. You know, it just seems like, yes. you know, he's, yeah. I mean, well, not not asked. a doctor, but just the kind of, you know, what are you talking about? Do you even understand yeah. what where you are and what's happening? Yeah. Well, they, um, they, they were interviewing for the job. Some of the staffers were, and the story came back that they'd asked him when he'd last been in the Middle East and he, and he, kept talking and talking about other stuff and he'd just been there like two weeks before and he didn't remember it so yeah, yeah he's got he's you know and he or it's an act or it's an act but that or was he was act. trying to get the job well he was that was when he was trying to get a job in the trump administration yeah so. but you know or it could he could be, be playing the nutty they, professor right now yeah, yeah they, somebody could have floated that even in the Republican Party, they're that's floating around. So, mm. huh? But anyway, what a what a mess! Yeah. And what it, it did to how many people? And he yeah. came out of court and said the same thing again. Yes, yeah, yes. He promptly tried to get him away from the cameras, right? And he, he failed. <laughs> and is like, nope. I I still believe what I said. You just got the judge just said that you. Were not, not only do I believe it, it's true. Oh, I've got evidence. You better believe it. And it's like, yeah, what? You just lost. You just, <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? The one time you should have produced this evidence. The yeah. one time. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. he claimed that the court didn't let him produce it, and it's because he obstructed. He, he didn't produce anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so that's how he ended up being guilty without much of a trial, because he, yeah was non-cooperative. Oh. oh, okay. I don't know who these people are. He, he did an Alex Jones. Party. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Alex Jones. Uh, must we? Guess who uh, has been let back onto Twitter? Twitter Alex Jones. Yes. Yep, Alex Jones. Uh, I got to say, uh, I didn't have much respect for Elon Musk, but I've really just, I have lost all respect for him as a person. Mm. because uh, Alex Jones was banned from Twitter for all his Sandy Hook denial conspiracy nonsense. And Mr. Musk- And he was sued, right? Right, right. And he lost and all that. So that happened. Lost. And then people were urging Mr. Musk to restore Mr. Jones to Twitter. And Mr. Musk said, my first child died in my arms. I will never let him back on here. I have no mercy for people who, uh, 
I can't remember exactly what he said, but for people who deny or make light of or uh, uh, otherwise uh, under, you know, attack people who've lost children. Mm -hmm. So, and I respected that position. Like, that's a very human, like, look, I don't know about, you, you know, just in the same way that like, I'm, I'm, I'm receptive to pretty much any criticism of Bill Cosby, but the people who were going after him because, you know, after his son, Stennis was murdered and people were going after Cosby for it. And it's just like, no, like Bill Cosby did not have his son murdered. Okay. Don't just, just shut up about, you know, trying to, to, to get him with the death of his son. That is despicable. Like Mr. Cosby's done bad things. There's no need to bring up his dead son. Like that is an actual human tragedy and he gets to mourn that like any parent would, you know, and, and Mr. Musk the same way. And now he's gone back on that and he's let Alex Jones on. And it's just, do, do Probably you needed the money? It's just, do you care? Like, do you have, is there any sort of bedrock thing that you stand for that won't, you won't, that won't, you won't let go because it it seems advantageous or because you know it's you know your brain has been eaten by right-wing conspiracy worms we just, are um getting to the end i just want to mention two no, things right. since i'm sorry are, yes we are over uh, time yeah uh since we're talking about musk uh, there there is an interesting thing about that um uh, uh john oliver last week's night did a did, did an episode on musk and, yeah, full half and hour. his history, mm -hmm. a whole half hour. Yeah. And it's very interesting. It is on YouTube and I'll link that Musk actually did oh, respond. Um, oh, did he? Yeah. He said, Oliver was great several years ago, but stopped being funny when he sold his soul to wokeness where humor is basically illegal. Right. Um, so, yes. Uh, well, but, so um, on yeah. Elon Musk, um, the list is coming out of all the people that, um, um, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And guess who's on that list? <laughs> well, we don't you know, but I, 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 <laughs> I would bet a whole quarter that Mr. Musk is on the list. Yes. Yeah. Probably but, Bill Clinton too, unfortunately, but yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I would, uh, oh, well. <laughs> I would highly suggest everybody cause, um, the, the Musk piece on last week tonight is very nuanced. It is. Um, it's and it was very, it was very well done in my opinion. As someone that dislikes the hell out of Musk, it was very well done in my opinion. So I, I would definitely check that out. And like I said, I will link that on the uh, on the website and in the podcast description if you guys want to watch it. I agree. See Wait, it for yourself and and I make up your it. own mind, folks. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But now we're gonna take a short break. A short break. Play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and we'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with Sue and Genre, and we're going to switch gears a little bit from talking about uh, the troubles in our legal system uh, and uh, Mr. Trump's difficulty uh, uphill slog in getting elected uh, to President Biden's difficulties in getting elected because um, uh, his polling is truly dreadful right now. He just is absolutely not winning over the hearts and minds even of uh democrats of people who have voted for him in the past and as far as that goes uh that would include me i am uh i've gotten a number of solicitations to contribute to biden's campaign already uh it is something that i might have been willing to do uh if circumstances were different um but yeah uh the Biden administration's uh, coddling of, enabling of uh, Israel's horrifying uh, genocide, you know, in Gaza is just, I, I just can't actually, yeah, I just, I, I yeah, I, I just can't bring myself to do anything to help somebody who is who's got that much blood on his hands become president uh, but i don't know i think <clears throat> um come next november if it is indeed mr trump and mr biden on the ballot um you know i'll i'll vote for the guy who hasn't threatened who hasn't announced his plans to, in, to institute a dictatorship uh, as soon as he takes office so like that's a like there, there is some basis for making a choice there, but uh. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict that it's gonna be Haley versus Pritzker. Pritzker, Pritzker, Pritzker. Who's Pritzker? Yeah. Pritzker, the Pritzker, the Pritzker, the guy that's in uh, Illinois, governor of Illinois, J.P. Pritzker. I mean, I suppose, but I would think uh, Kamala Harris would be uh, maybe, you know, the sitting vice president might be a better choice. One might one might think that. But if I just I don't know, I, I'm, I'm going to go on the record with this one because he's mm -hmm. been doing Prisker's been doing some stuff that would put him directly in line with all his fundraising and stuff that's going on. Everybody thinks it would be Gavin Newsom, but I think it's Pritzker. That the, I, the Democrats will roll out. So, so it might not be either. And Haley about well, Pritzker's a billionaire, right? So that's uh, yep. right. So I mean, absolutely, like the the money machine, corporate, you know, uh, uh, party apparatus is going to absolutely love to have someone like that. So yeah, sure. Well, and you know, the behind the scenes, I guess that's been happening. I don't know. This is the scuttlebutt. But um, Haley, I mentioned her years ago saying that she was going to be our first female president. And uh, I don't oh, know. I hope it's, not. 
Yeah, but you know, it's sort of, it's a funny year. So I just want to have that. I'm going to put that data point down and then next year you guys can just ridicule me when it doesn't happen. But that's what I think is going to be the case. But boy, Biden is really, uh, people are really dissatisfied with him at the moment. Yeah. Black women, black men, uh, suburban women, anybody who has any Arab or, um, is, you know, uh-huh. is, is anybody of certain descent, People just are not happy with them. Younger voters in huge numbers. Um, And it was uh, a strong turnout in younger voters that put Mr. Biden over the top in 2020. And uh, younger voters are are not. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, but younger nationally, I'm just around the country. Yeah. You know, in the actual general election and national, uh, uh, the younger voters uh aren't particularly uh don't have a particularly favorable view of of israel um because they are sympathetic to the uh suffering of the palestinian people under israeli occupation uh yeah um i this is something that i've been thinking about and following for a while Mm -hmm. um especially in online spaces, uh, different um, posts on like multiple trending posts on Twitter, on TikTok, like creators, like I'll, I'll, because it's one thing about um, this um, conflict uh, in Palestine and the, you know, all of the war crimes and everything. It's, it's one of the first major conflicts in that area that's happened where People can speak directly to each other uh, en masse. Mm. Uh, you have um, YouTube, TikTok, you have Twitter, you have all of these different, um, and like even uh, Al Jazeera, you know, who has a, obviously a much more nuanced take on the matter. Um, everybody can access it uh, and everybody can speak on it. People that have, that are just creators that like do comedy or something. They, they're, they're feeling the need to, to speak up on it. Um, there have been a lot of people that I follow just for, just for laughs and everything. They're like, this is, this is messed up. This is super messed up, you know, like, uh, and it's good that they're using their platforms. And this is why I've mentioned, I've made a, I've made a point to mention that on the show because we should be thinking about this stuff. The thing is that, Along with all of that, a lot of them are saying, I can't, I can't vote for him. And a lot of people come into their comments or there are other people that respond saying, you know, if, if Trump wins, then this is going to happen. It's going to happen. And the interesting thing is a lot of them are saying, well, I voted for him in 2020. What's happened that really i can look at that has really really changed like the the major points that i voted for him about so uh like health care and voting rights act the um uh uh, roe Roe versus wade which is a perennial thing um all of these things haven't made a turn and you can say you know like this is the, the, he's had, he hasn't had the house or the, you know, like, and he, like, there's all this stuff. Um, but it's, it's this overwhelming sense of frustration just in general going back decades, you know, and then there's this and it's just 
starting like a lot of um like like sue said a lot of people middle eastern descent or immigrants from middle east that that are saying like i'm not going to vote for them you know like a lot of black people are are standing in solidarity with palestinians they're like i'm not going to vote for them me personally i am conflicted and uh i'm like if trump wins then a lot of a lot of people that i know and care about are going to be in trouble but then i think will will they be less in danger if he does win you know how is how is biden like really moving the needle on some things like they like there were the there was that big um budget package which was really good uh his work on climate change has been has been good uh-huh. um but uh I, as i've said before the he is a great president for 2008 you know um yeah a lot of people felt that he was only going to run one term that he he said himself he's going to be a transition yeah. transitional president and yeah. then in some ways he was supposed to groom somebody and put them yeah. up yeah. And it, he he said he like, oh, if Trump didn't wasn't running, then I wouldn't have run. Like, dude, <laughs> that's not, not really a good reason to run. Don't <laughs> like, and that's a that's another thing about about direct communication um, on a wide scale. He said this in. Why do people say things like this in fundraisers when he, they think nobody has a camera? It's weird. Like, yeah. think about what you're talking, you know, like, because, you know, like Barack Obama in t- 2008 got in trouble with the, with saying something yep. in, you know, like uh, in 20 People cling to their Bibles. Mitt uh, Romney. Yeah, they cling to their yeah. Mitt Romney uh, with the yeah. 47%, 47% or whatever. Yeah. Stop yeah, yeah. talking. Oh, boy. <laughs> stop, stop trying to be comfortable around people when everybody's carrying a camera in their pocket. Yeah. Stop it. You know, but anyway. Um, so it's so Haley I, did it when she said she'd sign a six week ban if it got to her desk. Yeah, she 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 said everywhere else she wouldn't, but then she was on some you know right wing talk show and they they cornered her and she said, Well, Nikki Haley, you, know, you mean? It, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. If it and and you know, it's a totally opposite of what she's been saying, which is I won't judge you, and it's you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not a federal law, and it's between a woman and blah blah blah. Right, yep. but she's yeah, not. She's in no way, shape, or form pro-choice. She is absolutely no. a a forced birth believer. So, yeah, Ooh, very very interesting turn of phrase. But what I was what I was um, getting is that a lot of people are not wanting to vote for him, and honestly, with good cause. And there are people that are saying like, "You can't do that because what if Trump?" And and there's been this whole back and forth among people that are you know, like in their thirties, their twenties, in their forties, you know, uh, and early fifties in my early, case. Yeah. You know, like basically millennials and, and Gen Z, a lot of, there's been a lot of that. And I've been thinking, well, and that I is wanted how you get change. Well, I wanted to get your guys's take on this because for me, it's the, the whole back and forth is fear. What will happen? Because if Trump wins, there's going to be fascism. That's what's going to happen. That's what it's leading to. If Biden wins, 
are we kicking fascism down the road again? Or is there going to be like, what's the, so there's this overwhelming sense of what's the point. So what do you guys think about that? Well, I always have hope. <laughs> I'm, I'm, what's it, Pollyanna? <laughs> so I, I think, well, I've already told you that I think it's going to be two different candidates. But I, I understand. I'm so glad for youthful people who really want to vote, you know, vote their conscience. I think that's really important. I don't think democracy works if you just, you know, always take the lesser of two evils. It, you know, you end up in sort of this mid-range where nothing's happening and there's no leadership at all. I do think that your president, Biden, has actually passed some pretty good stuff. Our president. He isn't our president. He isn't a real fire burner. So he doesn't, you know, he, he, he really doesn't know how to do the Voting Rights Act. He just doesn't know how to, you know, he can't get Israel to behave. He keeps telling him he doesn't want him to do this and do that, but he and Netanyahu don't get along. But he doesn't do anything but stand on the sideline and say, you know, we'd really kind of prefer that you not do that. It's like, cut off the money, <laughs> you know, because that's kind of how Trump does it, right? He just says, that's okay. We'll just, you know, we'll just stop the funding till I get what I want. So I understand that the, neither one of them are very desirable presidential candidates, very bad for the country. But, you know, that is, I mean, that's, you depend on the youth. That's what happened in the sixties and seventies. You know, people, people questioned authority, question the democratic party, question the Republican party. It's good. It's great. So I'm, I'm optimistic that something's going to, you know, somebody's going to bust a move in here and something will happen. So that's me. Bust a move. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Mike. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm hopeful that someone will bust a move too. Like to to me, like this all makes sense because, um, well, on this show over the past uh, few weeks, we've talked about things like, uh, you know. What's what is war about? You know what happens? Like, like what are the problems with it? Uh, uh, what are the reasons for it? Um, uh, you know uh, when, when might it be justified? You know, starting with when we had Pocky Wieland on the show, Wieland on the show. But um, uh, I look at my support for President Biden, and I've agreed with him on a number of things. And one of the things I've I've strongly supported him on is saying uh, we want to support people living in 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 liberty in in safety, uh, people being able to uh, have self determination in government, and that's why we are one of the reasons we are supporting. Uh, the the nation of Ukraine as it resists uh, the attempt by uh, Russia to conquer it and turn it into a colony, basically. Um, like the 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 war is awful. The the death and the carnage is awful, 
and I would love for it to stop, and I think we should be doing everything we can to stop it, but I don't think like, – like the killing won't stop if we just say, yeah, you know what? Yes, you're on your own, Ukraine. You know, it's like that's that's not actually going to end the violence. It's just going to mean that it will be a lot more lopsided. Um, so I support – uh, Mr. Biden's efforts to maintain funding for for Ukraine, and I think it's certainly quite telling that the Republican Party as a whole seems to be like, yeah, you know, Russian dictators taken over, that's fine, you know, like what a what a come down from the party of that I, I remember from when I was a kid, but um, that same position is inconsistent with supporting Israel's actions. In response to the October 11th attack. I mean, you know, in the immediate aftermath. October like, 7th. Oh, 7th. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Um, it rhymed. But yes, you're right. Mm. Uh, you, you know, birthday. right. I, I totally understand the violence as an immediate response. But just, you know, once once Hamas's soldiers have been driven out of uh, the kibbutzes that they invaded and so forth. Once uh, there's been sort of an initial response to that incursion, um, you know, self-defense has stopped. You're not defending uh, Israeli towns. Uh, You're blowing up uh, people and places, you know, the the, the people living in Gaza. And since uh, as uh, uh, Hannah Arendt award-winning journalist uh, Masha Gessen put it, uh, they said they, – they, they drew a lot of uh, criticism, but I think they are right in comparing Gaza to uh, a ghetto in Nazi-occupied Europe because you know, we're shoving people in there, not letting them leave, denying them resources and just keeping them bottled up uh, uh, as a – prelude to uh, killing them. Um, and as it is right now, as we're recording this, about 80% of the people in the Gaza Strip have been displaced from their homes. And um, out of a population of 2 million, uh, Israel's killed about 1% of the people there that we know of. So yeah, at minimum 18,000 people have been right. have died. So, right. So the, we're, we're getting pretty close to one out of every 100 people there which would be an absolute catastrophe if it were a an infectious disease. You know, I think about one person in 100 dying was what was originally happening with COVID-19, and we shut the whole planet down because of that. So uh, it's totally inconsistent to be standing shoulder to shoulder with Israel as they commit these atrocities, and then uh, standing shoulder to shoulder with Ukrainians as they resist such atrocities. Um, and it it totally undermines the whole moral legitimacy of uh, what Biden's doing. And the whole reason we voted for him, uh, it wasn't just harm reduction. I mean, sure, there's that. Like I, like I said at the stop of this segment, yeah, fine, I'll vote for, in the end, I would cast a vote for the guy who won't just install a fascist dictatorship as soon as he's elected. Sure. But I mean, that's, that is a super low bar. And that is absolutely like, well, he's a marginally lesser evil, so fine, do that. Um, but, you know, 
like voting for somebody, I you know, vote for President Biden to get more uh, action on climate change, to get more efforts to uh, reduce student debt, more efforts to expand our social safety net and, and fight child poverty in this country. You know, these are things that the Biden administration has worked to do and could have done a better job on for sure. But at the same time, they've actually been pushing to do these things that are good. And they haven't been entirely successful. And part of that's because of Republican obstructionism, because of Republican hacks on the courts um, and, and, and so forth like that, you know, and then people like Joe Manchin also sandbagging us. Um, but the idea of we want more of that and we're going to get it that's appealing. But the the consistency of that, like we care about people. We want people to be to lead better, healthier, happier lives. We want people to have more more freedom to make their own decisions. You know, like whether it's about um uh uh whether or not to get pregnant, uh, or about whether or not they can walk down the street and go shopping, or even just go from one room to another in a compound to use the toilet. Um, and, you know, not stop, not doing everything possible to stop uh, Israeli snipers from shooting people in a church uh, or whatever is just not, not compatible. And so the, the, the cognitive dissonance is, is, is too much. And I've, uh, you know, I've I've certainly communicated this to my uh, representatives, and since it doesn't seem to be working, I'm I'm thinking what to do about this. Uh, what think... other steps I can take? And one thing, I, actually, I am going to look into is uh, it's possible to uh, request the return of donations ones made to political campaigns. And I'm wondering if maybe saying, "Hey, you know that five hundred dollars I gave you? Give me give it back." Mm-hmm. You know, that might get them to listen. I think um, one thing, I was, like as you were talking, uh, and and you, you were saying like the stuff they were trying to do, and mm-hmm. stuff that they were hamstrung on doing, and things that they care about doing but haven't done. If if they if if Biden went on TV and actually said we didn't do it, like because you we hear a lot about the MAGA cult and the MAGA Republicans and everything. Uh, in his social media and and in his speeches and everything and how we need to stop them and everything. And there's no personal responsibility that I'm hearing from them. Mm. Not really. Um, and it, you Didn't can... You Biden's not owning it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, the he's buck not owning stops, the fact that he's failing. Yeah, Buck stops someplace, doesn't it? You know, like it, like if you're if you're being stymied by someone, you you find a different way. If you're trying to you you find a way over, under, or around, or through, you find a different way. Yep. And if you're not, then you should say why. And you should accept that it's not happening. And yes, it is their fault. Joe Manchin should be shot out of a cannon. Um, but into like water or something, but still like you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, go, ahead. But, go, go, go. But I really want them, the, the administration, not to release a statement. I want them to say, look, we tried to do this. We're trying to do that. And we're not getting it. 
and we, and we're we're doing our best, but we can't. We we have failed at doing this, and we are going to try to do better. Here is what yeah. here is what we are going to try to do. Accept what you haven't done, and tell people yes. We understand why you're upset, why you're scared, why you why you're pissed off, and we we understand, we hear you. And I think that's what a lot of people just want. Yes, they just want and, acceptance. You know, and and Instead doing of just that the economy's good. Exactly, right. and doing that Don't is actually. Go ahead, sir. Oh, well, and you know, you could say we're going to try and. Um, if I was Biden, I'd say, "Look, give me the, give me Congress, help me, force your, yeah. force your reps and senators to do this. You know, give me a, right. give me momentum. And because yeah. somebody who knows how to use power would would leverage it somehow. Well, really we just security. <laughs> well, one of the, well, I do think it's fair to to say, and this is something I noticed also with Barack Obama, is just to say, like, look, there are limits to presidential power. There are things I can't do." You know, nobody wants like, to hear that. No, I don't think that would be a good idea. I actually, well, here as as part of the whole, like, look, there are limits to what I can and can't do, and it's too bad. Like, I need you to vote for Congress or whatever because I want to do these things and I can't, and I've done what I can. Um, like, I think it makes the whole um, uh, oh, a, a sense of accountability greater, and I think also sort of saying like, look, you don't want me to have too much power. That's one of the reasons why we're, we're you don't want Trump. You know? Hey, I could get all kinds of things done if I declared a dictatorship. Anybody want dictator Marshall Biden? Law. I certainly don't. <laughs> I, I still don't like the tone of that. But, <sighs> hey, you man, know. you know, you live in a democracy. Like, here's the difference between good guys and well, bad we, guys. We can talk good about guys, this. Good guys accept limits on what they can do. I guess. I like them large, large and in charge. Good guys accept <laughs> the limits that they can do. They also speak about the, the stuff that they can't do. However, yep. I'm going to take the last word on that because we are out of time right now. <laughs> we are indeed. So thanks for listening to Civil Politics Tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents and then OK Asia at Midnight. Uh, we've got a podcast of the show going out tomorrow morning, and you can listen to us all over again Monday afternoon at 4. Thanks for listening, folks. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.